This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. the bet nobody follows instructions welcome to the podcast we got a couple cool guests here um first and foremost we've got a lover a fighter <laughs> you gotta finish it you got a lover and a fighter and a i think i did it right i think it's the uh udt navy. oh you did say it right yeah navy seal. Wow. Yeah. yeah udt navy yeah. seal diver I like to mumble a little bit so I don't... just get a little closer while you mumble okay so people can hear you we'll do that, we'll do that. Yeah. There we go. So Josh, I've been uh, friends with Josh for quite some time now. And um, he's in town, which is very rare. And I had nothing going on today, which is also rare. So we decided to sit down and have a chat. And then you brought your friend Dave. We got Dave. Marine Corps pilot. Yeah, back in the day. Back in the day. And now we're all just veterans sitting around doing nothing. Just a vest on Friday. Yeah. Uh, Two of us are drinking. One of us isn't. Yeah. I'm taking a, taking a, a vow of sobriety. It's good. To, uh, reassess my every time you join life. the the monkery. Yeah. In and out of a monkery, you got to do that. Yeah. They, they 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 frown upon ingesting too many things into my pure spirit. <laughs> it's true. You have one of the pure spirits of anyone I've ever met. <laughs> yeah. That's true. This is true. So yeah, we're doing it, man. We're here. Um me and Matt met a few years ago, and uh, I think we're doing a shooting thing. And he found out that I was in the service. He was very intrigued. Yeah. And he said, what do you do? I was like, well, Sea Air Land Commando. He said, really? Where's your book? <laughs> I said, it's in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because that's what all SEALs do when they get out. They write a book. That's what I've heard, yeah. Because you and all the other ones that all killed Osama at the same time. Well, I can't deny or confirm either way. Right. That's what I love about SEALs is they all know they're all full of shit, but you all take it to the grave with you. Uh, there's some characters out there for sure. Um, good dudes, a lot of imagination, a lot of creativity, and that's what gets you through the day. And, uh, you know, the mystique must continue on. I'm, uh, I'm probably a low-end mystique guy. I didn't uh, – I just did my best. Yeah. And it was sometimes – Good enough. Tried the hardest. I tried the hard. I got the, the try the hardest trophy. You got to go around the world a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Saw two whales fuck or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Some guy had a wooden leg or some shit like that. Yeah. A whale one mm-hmm. time. It's a good story. It's a pretty good story. I hate yeah. that the movies kind of made it trivial. Well, they uh, Marky Mark does a great job of uh, being somebody. I'm not sure which one he was, but <laughs> I wish he was in my platoon because then I would have tried to do better because uh, he's got that eyebrow yeah that sets it off that seal eyebrow I think it's what it's called <laughs> that's <laughs> can't tell all the secrets now I think that's what it's called so you just hit me up today and you were like I did man I I'll be in see town you. in a couple hours yeah let's, hey get, cheers yeah, yeah cheers was getting, it wasn't drinking a little bit I'm not gonna drink but I picked on some Weller there Weller. some 107 that Gibby store pick Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. But yeah, I thought about you yesterday. I thought about you and my, and my thoughts as I'm ma- making my way through this this thing, this universe. And I went for a hike. Table Rock. Yep. In uh, South Carolina. And when I reached the summit after a drooling four hours uphill nonstop. Took you that long? No. <laughs> trying to make a better story. Okay, yeah, yeah, trying to make a better story here. And then I thought about whiskey, and I thought about whitetails, and I thought about a guy named Matt with two T's. And I said, you know what? I think it's time. Go see him. To go see him and get in the ocean. Did because that I today. will get into, uh, we have a little time, but I will talk about some things going on yeah. that have driven me into another direction in life. And I'm excited to hear about that. We've kind of <laughs> batted around the, uh, the angles of it, but I'm excited to know. And do you know anything about the new pursuits in young Joshua's life? Oh, uh, he told me he's uh, looking at taking a trip down south. Yeah. Checking some things out. I'm interested to hear the journey in which you were going to speak of. <laughs> Tell you what, man, I, I was uh, over at Josh's place down in Jessup here, I don't know, a few weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why you'd want to leave that place. That place was just a little slice of heaven on earth. They had just just a wonderful community of people down there. Heck of a lot, uh, heck of a lot better than some. Well, sometimes a heck of a lot better than all the carpet bag and mess that we have coming down from Connecticut, New Jersey, New York here into the Charleston area. It's gotten rough here. Yeah, no, it's. It, I mean, you go, you're sitting in Somerville on Main Street and bumper to bumper traffic on two o'clock on a Tuesday. You're like, what is going on? He got to see it on the way here. I had to get. I got off 26 because it was, you know, Somerville traffic was backed up to. Uh, Sam Rittenberg. Yeah. It's like, and people do this every day. It's just their existence is sitting in this traffic. I believe, who was it? Uh, it was um, the late Patrick Swayze that said, these people are riding around in their steel coffins. <laughs> just waiting to die. That's it. <laughs> A movie called Point Break. Point Break. <laughs> it's great. If anyone hasn't seen it, then 
Don't talk to me. I thought it was a war dogs quote, but that makes more sense. But no, uh, yeah, Josh's family and, and friends down there, they were just like the coolest people. Why would you want to go anywhere else? I mean, it was, uh, no, it was just a, a great time. Absolute great time. We had the conversation today. What made you go to Greenville? Greenville? Yeah. You were like, who let me move to Greenville? <laughs> well, I jumped in the ocean after having been in the ocean probably, I don't know, a while. Six, five, four months. And those that don't know, it's 47 degrees for you outside. It was about 40 degrees in the water, but yeah. we're pretty tough. Yeah. And I got in the ocean, and I realized immediately, what am I doing not by the water? I'm a water boy, and now I'm in Greenville, South Carolina. I've been there for two and a half years. I live up in Traveler's Rest, which is a little piece of heaven. These uh, mountainy people are good folks. You can tell a place is good when you go to the local Walmart and there's kids playing checkers with a board they have not bought. They're just playing checkers mm -hmm. on the ground and no one cares. And then they're sitting in beanbags holding court. <laughs> Looked like some kind of beta club meeting and no one cared again. Yeah. And I said, okay, I might just take my shoes off. And walk around barefoot. So I went to Waffle House, and everyone knew each other there by name. I tried to join in; they didn't let me because they didn't know me. <laughs> so people like, "What's Josh like? Like he's a Navy SEAL, lift a lot." And I'm like, "No, he takes his shoes off in Walmart and walks around." <laughs> yeah. Well, we saw him outside sitting in the grass the other day. Not sure what he was doing. Andy Probably texted me and was of, like. Our ring camera just went off. Is Josh walking up and down the street with his shirt off? And I was like, yep. He is. <laughs> yeah, I was. On speakerphone. Yeah, on so, speakerphone. Way it, into the neighbors. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. There was a dog out there. Oh, it was a dog. Yeah, it was a dog, too. I heard you talking to somebody. because I was, was like, dog. hey, come here. <laughs> he didn't. Then there was a kid on a four-wheeler and an eye. He was he was uh, having a great time. He gave me the the, the deuces are wild. Yeah. A low-down shake. Pop, pop. And I, I gave him the nod, and he knew. He knew, he knew you were a boy. He knew it was all good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was like, this guy's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know my feelings about the you kid on the four-wheeler. That's my guy. Yeah. But, yeah, I was in Greenville. I came out here from San Diego. I was out there. And I left, uh, you know, just kind of the aquatic aquatic version of what's been going on from sea to land. I got there from Virginia, and then I was doing some instructing at a place called Bud's. And um, I just wanted to do a little something different. So I bought a sailboat, and I moved on the sailboat down there in Fiddler's Cove. And I stayed there for two years on that boat. <laughs> so I lived inside the ocean. Then I got done and shot back to Greenville um, via Express of hopes and dreams and aspirations that shifted, morphed, moved, and turned however they're supposed to, and they're where they are. But uh, yeah, I get leaving leaving the mother mother ocean, heading to inland with people with a lot of juniors, thirds, fourths, fifths, legacy family type people. A lot of a lot of vests, a lot of plaid, a lot of khakis, and a lot of leather shoes. You're not used to that living in the ocean. And I don't have none of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, should I just change? Should I adopt? Should I adapt? Overcome all the things you learn in some training? Mm -hmm. And I said, no, I'm not going to change it all. <laughs> <laughs> they love me. They love me. I'm like a, a zoo animal. Yeah. I'm like a zoo animal. Yeah. Like, look at that. 
Don't get too close. Those do exist, or they're long hair. Don't get too close. They might bite you. That's, that's a great analogy. Keep a little candy with me. Should I change? That's what was in your coat pocket. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I love that analogy. Should I change? Should I change? Should you change who you are to be some version of what you think might be acceptable to what people want so you can get what you think you might need? Maybe. Or maybe stay true to the game and find your natural fit. Yeah. Then you don't have to change, and then it still makes sense. We were talking about it a little bit earlier. Like you, if you do change, it's like you're still who you are inside, but you're living in the shell. And it's the shell. If you if you try to crack that shell open a little bit and poke the real you out, it scares people. Uh, what's that? Oh, uh, yeah. uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I think that shell that you create around yourself, as I've learned from leaving the military, the transition, we're getting some of that kind of stuff too, for sure. If you have that shell on a little too tight, I think it can cause friction where the ego of who you are, you think you are, and then yourself as spirit, they can hit a wall and that can cause some things to be less than productive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's what they call transition. Yeah. Scary stuff. And that's what you're trying to do now is get back to... Kind of what you were. Yeah, man. I guess, uh, yes. That's what I was thinking about with you and everything is because we talk a lot about some of the struggles that go through people's brains as they leave the military with the structure. You know what to do. You put your uniform on. You sign up right here. You go here. I'm going to medical because I don't want to go work out. Roger that. Skip this. Skip that. You're here. You're on time. You look good. You're good. Then you get out into the world. I guess they call it the civilian sector. I love that word, sector. (laughs) Because you have to still compartmentalize it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm leaving the military. I'm going to the civilian sector. Okay. Uh, And and, in Code 9, Obstacle 10, B12, wherever you're here and whatever. But for real, yeah, you get in there and then, uh, you know, you're doing some other kind of thing. You're kind of like still doing your thing like you're in the military in a way. You have a little structure. You have some deadlines and some hard, hard marks you're trying to hit. To make sure you don't lose the virtuous nature of the things you appreciate about structure, because structure is unique in its design to keep you on track. But with the structure series that you have already predisposed, trying to plug into another equation, well, maybe one time you're doing, maybe once you're doing, you know, you're doing algebra. Military is maybe an algebra. Now you're trying to plug this FOIL algebra equation into, you know, a word problem. It doesn't work. Mm. <laughs> Why is this not working? It, it always works. It always works. And then you got to make moves and change. Start learning the word problem. Like, oh, that word there means this letter, this number, this whatever it might be. And through that process, you're now you're not on top. You are on top. And for my guys that I was with, you know, we all kind of finished at the race as seals and we were kind of the top of the game and you get back out in the world and you got to go back to the bottom in a way. If you really want to, if you really, if you don't figure it out, you don't get lucky. You're going back to some version of the bottom, whether you want to believe it or not, you are, 
you definitely are because <laughs> yeah. people aren't just going to give you their stuff because in the military, if you're a SEAL or you're whatever, you know, I could walk in pretty much anywhere and say, I need this. And they'd say, okay. And I get it. Civilian world, you walk in and say, Hey guys, I'm here again. I need this. And they'll say, okay, but you never get it because <laughs> they just tell you what you want to hear. Yep. Because it's convenient to have these these ponies and these circus animals around because it looks nice. It's called patriotism. It's called being a member of the Veteran Community Support Group. And we all love that. It has a beautiful ring, beautiful ring. And I've been a part of that for a while. And I do love that. And I think veterans do need all the help in the world and everything we can do to support and give them all the opportunities they need to figure out how to play the other game is our civil duty. We should give them all the moves. But unfortunately, some people get the moves and decide, I don't want these moves. I know my moves. I'm not changing. I'm not going to develop. I'm not going to adapt, overcome, change, persevere, do all those things. We'll stay right here. So what do you do with those people? No, <laughs> you, yeah. just, you love them. You got to just love them. Then you got to start trying to just love people and say, you know what? He's not going to do what I want him to do. Okay. I'll do that. Now I have to figure out a way to not almost despise. How do you do that? <sighs> I don't know, man. But I do know. It's going to be a part of the system that I'm working on now, which is going to be called Finding Your Other Self. And that's going to be the title of my Navy SEAL book, Finding Your Other Self. You know, you got to figure out what's going on besides your linear thinking brain that problem solves. I can figure out this problem. What's 10 times 10? I don't even know, but figure it out. Now you got to figure out what's a question times a question. Yeah. And that's going to be called just believing <laughs> a little bit of faith, which is a bizarre thing. But through the faith of trying to love some of these veterans that are hard to deal with and just saying, you know what, man, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to tell you anything. But I'm going to let you know I'm here. If you need anything at all, or if you don't, just knowing that there's somebody out there that does care may give you that little bit of spark to maybe somehow figure out Something whenever you're not exactly in the best spot. Because I really think a lot of the stuff that people deal with are issues that are in their spirit. And then when they're linear brain, monkey brain, can't figure things out, it hits the spirit and there's a friction point there. And if you don't know how to get over into your other truer self to understand some of these kind of problems, it's going to make a very painful existence for a while. But how do you teach people about these other things? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's the biggest thing, like us as veterans, I think that we miss out on is a lot of times I think we try to compare report cards <clears throat> where some people don't, they don't want to do that, don't have anything to compare. But at the end of the day, somebody we know mutually told me the way you look at these guys is where are you today? Where do you want to be tomorrow? And how can I help you get there? Mm-hmm. And I, and I think, you know, they talk about ownership, taking ownership. Jocko is a big uh, component of taking ownership. He, he was, preaches it he all the time. Seal, right? Yeah, I think, yeah so. I think so. But he always says, like, it's my fault that this is not going right or it's my fault. And sometimes I think that, like, with the 
suicide stuff that our community deals with, it's like, it's not our fault, but a portion of it could be our fault if you're not out there trying to help each other for any reason other than just to help. But yes. knowing that a veteran's in a wrong spot and trying to push them in a different direction and realize their other self, I think that's a huge part of that step. How hard was it for you getting out and uh, going from an officer to the bottom of the barrel again? When, when, I, when I got out, I had transitioned from the uh, 46 Echo into the V-22, and I'd, I'd been flying for a few years in the Osprey, collecting zero applicability to the outside world because there's nothing else like it out there. There's, there's an Augusta Westland design that's still a, a prototype sort of thing that isn't much bigger than a Learjet. And, you know, the the test pilots for that, the guys running it are all former Marine V-22 guys. Uh, I mean, I say that tongue-in-cheek. I mean, it. I, I know several that are part of it. And... You know, when you're, when you're, a when you see, you have your identity, right? Your, your, your identity is your job. So, you know, you're, I mean, for, for any Marine that listens to this, yes, you are first and foremost a Marine. Like, okay, cool. But I'm also a pilot and I was pretty lucky to take away a skill set that I could, I could use in the outside world. You know, what do you tell the guy who drives a tank Yeah. or shoots a howitzer, you know? And, and so, I mean, even the infantry platoon commander, What's, or company commander, what, what are they supposed to do with that? What do you put on a resume other than try to dazzle them with deployment battle stuff? You know, how, how do you translate that into stuff? I, I, mean, I was a JTAC for a while, and I, I eventually just stopped putting it on my resume because I was getting more questions. Like, people had no idea what that was. Yeah. Like, what, what do you do with that? And so I just, just pulled it off. It wasn't a plot. It didn't, it didn't matter. I was going to do a flying job, not doing close air support. Yeah. And so... Um, I went to a company in Canada. Um, I initially had an interview with a, hel- a helicopter medical company in New Mexico that uh, right before the interview uh, buried a, a Bell helicopter into the side of a mountain at night, and that job disappeared overnight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was able to use some contacts, some connections, a um, whole lot of luck and maybe a couple good deals. Um, to get a job uh, for flying for a uh, helicopter firefighting company out of uh, uh, Vancouver Island, Canada. And it was through them that, uh, and through the interest of my coworkers who, um, who I had to win over. But you, know, you show up, you know, after 10 years in the Marine Corps, senior captain, you're not going to go any further. There aren't any other quals you're going to get as a staff officer, like as a major it up. Just, it's just not going to happen. So I've, I, I had progressed as far as I was going to. And yeah, you, you start all over again. You go into utility helicopter flying. I had to get back into a helicopter from being in the V-22. I had to unlearn all that tilt rotor stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, you're working with a bunch of blue collar logger, logger guys, guys who are used to flying eight, 10 hours a day on a hill out in the archipelago of Canada, British Columbia, hauling logs. I mean, they're, they're no bullshit people and my resume and my, all the deployments I did and whatever uniform I used to wear didn't impress them at all. I had, I had a number of hard run-ins, but 
that ego death that you have coming out of the military from being somebody to being nobody, relatively somebody, somebody in smaller circles, right? Right. To, to being literally nobody, relearning everything. Yeah, that was, wasn't easy. And uh, takes a lot of persistence, takes, takes a lot of drive to, to get up and, you know, try to, try to glean some of that off. I've only ever had one professional job. All I've ever done is fly. So, you know, guys who've had to bounce around, go from one career, try this. Oh, I was a real estate agent. That didn't work. Now I'm in sales. That didn't work. You know, oh, dude, I, I, I think that's a, that's a level of commitment that even I don't know if I'm capable of, you know, I don't even know what I would do if, if I got a stick in the eye tomorrow mowing the lawn and I lost a, my medical to go fly. I mean, where would I go next? I don't know. Yeah. So I'm kind of pigeonholed into a career that, uh, thank you to uncle Sam and the United States Navy and Marine Corps, uh, for giving it to me. Um, but, uh, if that was gone, I would probably be in the same situation that a lot of veterans are, where they, where they, they just don't know what yeah. they're going to do next. And I consider myself fortunate for that. So you're finding a journey, Josh, on how to re-engage your life if you don't know what to do next. You want to talk about that at all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can talk about that a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like, like they've saying, man got a little bit of you, you can scoot your of, chair up if you want i don't I, i'm fidgeting around yeah I get nervous. it's all good <laughs> make me nervous that beard i just bearded men here i'm the only guy without a beard i'm gonna have a beard yesterday i shaved it off good i'm de-hooding but if you just saw my beard i call it a beard but you'd probably call it can fodder on someone's head <laughs> looks very bad you need some press some rogaine on it maybe i could try something but yeah, so I mean, uh, yeah. So I was, the more I was thinking about things, the more I was like getting different vibrations on just life in general. I realized, like Dave was saying, like if you got a stick in the eye tomorrow, you couldn't be a pilot. It's kind of what happened to me. <laughs> I think about it, and a little while back, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready for different things. Got a few opportunities here and there, and uh, most of them, I'm, I'm kind of easing back into a more of a physical, physical type activity. I'm working on. And so I said, you know, I, I might not be the smartest guy, but I, if I put my mind to it, this body that I was born into, I can get this thing rolling, and I can I can get it going. And so I said, let's go. And so I was getting up and doing, you know, I'd work out in the morning, and I'd do like a hot yoga. And I'd go work out and do a sauna. And I'd go do jujitsu, cold plunge two or three times a day, and I was just really, I mean, I put the, I put the, uh, the street tires back on, put the Mickey Thompson's on the back and was just romping, blah, 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 just tearing, tearing it down, really, really laying, laying the hammer down, starting to feel some kind of way again, starting to feel some kind of way like, okay, what's up? Let's, let's keep this thing going. And about a good month into that, I started feeling a little bit like I was not paying attention. I, I was like, are you outrunning yourself again? Like, what are you trying to do here? And uh, one morning I woke up and I had I had a rash. And I was like, what is this shit? I was like, I don't care because I don't quit. We're just going to keep going. And so I just kept going. And about two days later I got home from jujitsu. My boys over there at 
at our gym. And uh, cold plunge stung. It hurt this time. I was like, something, something's wrong. Something's not good. And I woke up the next day, and I had a rash all full body, like toes to ear kind of deal almost. Felt my back, my, my torso, my legs, and I had psoriasis, a breakout of psoriasis. You showed me the picture. It's pretty gnarly. <laughs> yeah. So then I'm like, I was like, man, what is going on with my body? This is not good. This is not good. This is definitely not good. But, uh, you know, so I'm like, I kind of piddle around. I go the call it, call the VA, which is always a great time. Um, <laughs> wouldn't believe it. Ble- crazy enough, they were completely booked up and they couldn't get me in. That's fascinating. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I've never heard of that. Unreal. So I went to the, uh, the urgent care and it was a very lovely lady. She said, you know, what's going on? I said, well, I've been kind of turning it up. And I think I might have blew myself out a little bit because I was doing – Three a days and then getting home at night. And, you know, I was just having a moderate amount of alcohol, maybe like a bottle of wine and six beers or something, just to cool it down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's reasonable. Something normal. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, ice and ice and ice and ice and just ice, ice, ice yourself out. Do not think, do not feel, just ice. Let's go. And uh, she said, let me see this rash. So I took off my shirt and she started looking crazy and was like, this is like, for real, like, can I take a picture of this? I was like, why? It's like, because I'm not putting it on the internet. <laughs> I was like, well, blur my face out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm a seal. <laughs> Come on, babe. Quit <laughs> playing around. Yeah. But she didn't. Um, she didn't? She didn't blur my face out. Ah, it's not on the internet. But it could be. It was that bad is what I'm getting at. I'm joking around a little bit, but it was bad. And she was like, this is like for real, world-class bad. She said, go see my dad and get a biopsy. And take all these, like, prednisone, whatever, some kind of drugs for, uh, like, steroid and cream um, to help you de-inflammate your body. And this thing's got to cool down because your skin is absolutely on fire. Like, you're about to burn into nothing. You're just going to fade away. you got to stop doing whatever. Stop everything you're doing. Stop taking any supplements you're taking. Stop drinking. Stop eating processed food. Stop sweating. If you sweat, you're going to F yourself up. Stop. Stop. Fucking stop. Someone like me, that's here. Yeah, stop. Okay, I'll stop. Uh, maybe I'll stop drinking for a few days. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll stop signing for a couple. Maybe I'll stop doing jiu-jitsu for a couple days. Maybe I'll stop running for a day. Stop for how, like how long? It's like for like a while. Like okay. And so then I wake up. Okay, what am I doing here? Take these drugs. It's like, okay, I just got to kind of sink into it. Sink into it. So then I'm like, uh, you know, what, what, what have I always heard to do? They say, if you're in a time of confusion, you reach into your spiritual bag and got your spiritual growth up. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm like in prison. I'm like in prison guy. It's like, yeah, I got to find prison religion here. I got to <laughs> find God. So I do. And I keep reading. I'm reading my Bibles. I'm reading uh, these spiritual literature. And it's kind of working. I feel a little better. But then the trick is, this medicine don't let you sleep. And my skin is crawling all night long. And I think I'm going crazy. <laughs> Not but to I'm, laugh, but I got you. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm already crazy enough. 
I think I'm going crazy here. I'm like, am I going to go crazy for real? Like, am I really going off the edge this time? Because, I mean, I'm already pretty close, usual. I run it at like a seven. Now I'm like a ten and a half. Like, but I'm in a foreign town. I don't have I have some support here, but it's not like I have my family here. So I have to dig in. I'm like, all right, dude, let's go. Like, we got to dig in. So I just get up and I start reading more. I read and I'm reading. I'm reading like hours at night, reading podcasts of all this like spirituality. How do you just get into yourself? Like, you got to figure out what's going on. Like, something's like, I'm losing my mind though. I'm like, I'm losing my mind. But the only thing I know to instinctually do is keep doing it. Just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. It's like a few days into this thing, I have like a weird little breakthrough. <laughs> like I start feeling actually better. Like I feel better. Like what in the world's going on here? And as I kept going and going, the better and better and better I felt. And then the better I could think. And I started thinking real clear. And then I started thinking really, really clear. And then I started thinking like beyond clear. I started thinking like a like am I like, oh, I might not be going crazy. Maybe I'm like a genius. <laughs> and I was like, okay, calm down. You're not a genius. <laughs> but I felt really clear on a few things <laughs> compared to what I was, you know, a week ago where it was completely unclear on everything. Completely unclear. So then I decided, you know, let's take this up a little bit farther. And, uh, Get some advisement for some people that are theologian, I guess you could say. Is that what the uh, people who study the Bible call theologists? The, the, uh, theologists. <laughs> so yeah. I taught a few pastors and get some more advice and go to my church and have a good time. And, uh, you know, really just getting into this other side of what I'm starting to understand at the time, which is, I mean, it's currently going on right now. I'm in the middle of the whole thing still right now. So I'm trying to figure this thing out. But like there's, you know, I'm starting to realize like, okay, there's like a human side of who you are, your human body, like this body called Josh, this little body, went to buds, became the seal deal, played sports, activities, all these things. That body's over here. And then I'm like starting to grow on this other side in this like spirit body. And I give myself a little kooky name. I call him Jarski. <laughs> nice. He's a lunatic. Yeah. But he's, 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 in, he's into it. And as, a, you know, I start thinking more over here on, on this other side. The more and more I start staying there, I'm staying there and I'm thinking more on that with that side of my brain and my spirit's thinking like way more. And then I'm going through days where I'm not even really worried about what Josh wants to do. He's not worried about working out. He's not worried about sweating. He's not worried about running. He's not worried about any of that stuff. All he's worried about is thinking, pondering, contemplating. What's next? What am I doing? To the point I baked a cake from scratch. <laughs> yeah, I started just thinking about it and I was like, you know what? I can do anything. If I put my mind to it and really think, I can do anything. And I'd like to think that with the ideology of putting your mind to something and focusing, whenever you're thinking too much with yourself, this other person, your human self, that you have your ego, your ego disguised, you know, maybe it's a Navy SEAL, maybe it's a pilot, maybe it's a construction worker. I don't know. Whatever you do is fine. But maybe there's something else that you have going on as well on the other side into the mystic a little bit, which is kind of scary to talk about because that sounds crazy. Well, it's funny because if you talk about organized religion, people are on board. But you're not really you're, – you're talking about just mystic, like spirituality, just being spiritual in nature, not right. necessarily adhering to any religious laws. No, no, I wasn't – Just existing exactly. somewhere outside of your own body. Right. So when yeah. I tell you this little story we're talking about here, 
this is not a story about you know salvation through the Christianity of you know of any kind of religion really. I was just diving around into like what makes my spirit feel some kind of way, and I do believe in, I am a Christian, and I do believe in Christianity, and I love a lot of aspects of the whole thing. But what I'm kind of talking about here is like diving into the other side of your spirit and finding whatever that is, you know, like and people talk about it all the time. You read stories about people going to war and there's a miracle that happened and somehow this dude tapped into some other thing. You tap into the, the great divine, the great spirit, and they do something amazing. They go out there and they one guy runs across the field, never gets shot, kills the king guy, takes over, wins the whole thing. There's folklore, mystery, mystics, it's there. It's everywhere. And the more you start looking into these things, the more you start finding, and the more you start looking at it and understanding it, the more it will kind of start talking to you if you'll let it. I never let it because I like to run way too fast. And then psoriasis came around and said, hey, buddy, you're going to sit down for a minute, almost in a divine intervention kind of way. And I'm not scared to say that. And it's a little bit weird for me because I don't talk about this kind of stuff ever in my whole life. But it's been so real, I can't not talk about it. You and I have talked about it in the past, yeah. but it's both we've both been like, we don't tell other people this shit. It's just like something that's in our head, and yeah. you and I kind of click on it. Like, yeah. you know, I think of this <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. But, like, I can't go and tell anybody I'm thinking this stuff. No. They think you're crazy. They think you're but I, yeah, it's, it, it sounds so it crazy. It sounds crazy because no one's used to thinking that way. And, yeah. it, and like sometimes I bring up on this podcast about like, and so the people that listen, they know that I talk about like the the simulation or like this isn't real or it's all a dream or whatever. Like this isn't a real thing. Like, do I believe it a hundred percent? Like, no. But the the point behind it is, shit's kind of weird, man. And there, there is this other thing that if you can just sit in a quiet room and think for a little while. You'd be surprised where your brain will go, what you can think of and what you're capable of doing. What your brain will start thinking of yeah, and what you can manifest. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I mean, the last few weeks have been so profoundly insane. And I had some issues and problems that were underlying issues that I really didn't pay any attention to. And I just said, that's life. And I don't really care. But I had a lot of time to think, and I pondered and thought and thought and thought. And I figured out a whole bunch of stuff. And now I've like, I was like, you know, why couldn't I figure that out? I mean, some, I mean, shit's so stupid. Like, I could never play an F chord on the guitar because I just couldn't do it. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And I woke up about 3 a.m. shaking because I had stupid medicine I was taking, I was itching all over. And I said, oh, that's how you play F chord. And I grabbed my guitar, bop, 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 bop. I said, hey, idiot, if you would just stop running from something and sit here and deal with the pain and suffer through a little bit of irritation and a little bit of anxiety and a little bit of all those forces that you don't want to do because I don't want to do that. Okay, child, how about grow up and quit being a baby? You want to do something, sit down, learn it, deal with the stress, deal with the suffering, suffer through your problem until you get to a resolution, then the problem's gone. How about that? Unbelievable. What's crazy is hearing it coming from a seal, someone that's already had to do this in the physical world, f- deal with all these struggles and, and buds and everything else that you had to deal with. And now you're talking about simple things that people are, won't do. And it's like, we're all the same. We all avoid that stuff for the same reason. And it's, it, you just had the ability to sit down and fix it. 
and it's changing your life. It's changing my life for real. Like, give me, give me, give me a hammer and a nail. Give me a backflip platform. Give me an obstacle course. Give me a mile or a course thing. Or give me a swim. Give me. I don't care. Any of that stuff. My body. See you later. Yeah. Easy. But for me, it was always the things that irritate. I don't like to be irritated. I don't like to be stressed out. I don't like to be. I don't like to feel less than. I don't like to feel like I'm not as good as someone. I don't like to feel like I'm not being picked. I don't like to feel anxiety and stress that maybe this facade that I'm putting on, these, all these things that maybe my little body can do, maybe I'm covering up a lot of stuff that my brain doesn't want to deal with, and I've been avoiding these things forever, which is subconsciously causing me to have, you know, incidents where I'm not being empathetic or being kind or being loving or being nurturing. Maybe I'm not being a person who can think about other people because I'm so worried about what if they figure out that I'm, you know, not as good as maybe I pretend I am. Yeah. But then when you start dealing with those issues and really look them dead in the eye and say, Hmm, maybe I'm not as good as I pretend I am at certain things. And for me, a lot of it's definitely in my brain, focusing on different aspects of life. that I think you have to develop and <laughs> A word my sister, I think she said the other day, she's like, I think you're trying to become more mature. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe I am. I don't know. Maybe that's her word for what you're doing. Yeah. It's like, I think it sounds like you're becoming more mature. And what a word to say to another person. Right. You're becoming more mature as a human. You're evolving as a human being. You're developing into a better person. Holy shit. That's like, the most bizarre, beautiful, upsetting. I don't even know. Yeah. You're becoming more mature. Is like what? I don't know which way I'm going to slide on that. Like, am I going to? Am I like, pissed or am, am I, I happy with am myself? Am I doing a backflip or am I going to throw my head through a wall? Yeah. I don't know. You mean this whole time I wasn't mature? Yeah, I thought I was perfect. <laughs> yeah, <right>. Shit. <laughs> with that golden blonde hair. I thought I was perfect. But man, I'll tell you what, and uh, it's really been something to. Tear down. Okay, let's do a little. Let's do a little premise here. Let's do the overarching commander's intent. As my buddy Dave would probably tell his men, this is what I want you boys to do. Tearing down the ego that you have built your entire life up to a point, dismembering that ego, disregarding it, and saying, you know what, you've been fantastic. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. But I don't really think. I need you. And disregarding that ego and starting a brand new segment. That's some wild shit. That's probably harder than Bud's. I guarantee it's the hardest thing I've ever been trying to do lately. And it's been bizarre, dude, because you can't escape it. Yeah. You're in it. It's always there. You're changing your body. You're changing. uh, 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 I don't know. What what does this mean? Uh, What's that feeling? What's, oh, man, why am I getting emotional? Oh, I just feel like I just love something. Oh, did I get scared? Like, what what is happening? What is happening? I've watched you do it today. We've we've brought up people or persons <laughs> or things and been like, and then you're like, I'm not talking ill about that. Like yeah. I'm not being negative about it. They're doing what they're doing. That is their thing. You know, and moving forward, yeah. it's it's evident that you're trying to be you're trying it's, to change and be a different person, dude. And when you talk about people that maybe you don't want to talk about in a good way, to look at that person and say, I forgive you. Yeah, and you are who you are. And I love you. Boom. They're done. Yeah. And that's done. Adios. 
what a bizarre thing, though, dude. <laughs> because if you used to, I mean, like, if you're like all of us, you know, military guys, one of my favorite pastimes for most of my life, for sure, has been going into a scenario, figuring out somebody who's maybe not doing something that we all think they're supposed to be doing or whatever, and talking shit about them until we burn them to the dirt. That was the military life. Oh, my God, it's the best. Yeah. I love to. I will, I will, I will ring you to nothing. Yeah. But then I'll go back and pick you up a little bit just mm-hmm. to show you I have empathy. <laughs> you smoke the shit out of them, and then you go, listen, you're a little tiny cigarette butt now. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to re-roll you into a full cigarette. I'm going to roll you into a cigarette because but, I'm a good dude. Yeah, because I care about Because you. I'm a good dude. What'd you learn? But in reality, that's being just a bully, and uh, we know we're better than that. <coughs> but nowadays, I'm really trying to, I'm really trying to, like, to not just pretend. But to go into a situation, you know, I mean, the one I've learned about these things, these words, it's, tr- it's tricky, you know, kindness, being kind to someone, being kind to someone for no reason at all. To be nice to somebody for no reason at all, for real. For yeah. real, for real. Not just saying, oh, I want to help somebody out because I want to help them out. But in reality, I might need you bitches to hook me up. How about being nice to somebody for no reason at all? Yeah, no ulterior motive. Wow. There's something to Christ like. Hmm. And as I, you know, you, you get into some of these things, more spirituality. And again, I mean, uh, if you, I don't care what you are. You can be whatever religion you want to be. And I think a lot of the same, a lot of the stuff you're going to talk about in the beginning, for sure, as you move on down, I'm not, I'm not theologian. I don't know all this stuff, man. All I know is what I feel. And I'll tell you what, most everything you read in these religious texts I've been kind of getting into, you know, be a good person. Don't lie, cheat, steal. Don't kill people that you don't need to kill unless you're in the military. Um... <laughs> Don't don't bang your buddy's chick. Don't be don't be a piece of shit. Yeah, don't be a don't piece of shit. Don't be a f- turd. Okay, yeah. it's know that pretty karma's basic. Real. Karma's real. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Eric Russell said it right. Do right. Mm-hmm. Do the right thing. Good things will happen to you. Be kind to people. Wow, here's a crazy notion. Being nice to people, and they'll be nice to you. Huh? huh. Wow, that's neat. Yeah, and it works. We think about the guy you work with that's super nice and he fucks up and it's like, God, how am I going to handle this? Because I don't want to go yeah. there and yell at him because he's, he's a right. nice guy. Yeah, because he's a good dude. Yeah. But if it's that dude that comes in smoking cigarettes every day yeah. late, about 15 minutes, yeah. you don't mind tuning his ass up. Yeah, I'll bring him outside. Oh, yeah, real quick. <laughs> Can I talk to you in the office real quick? Yeah, let me talk to you real quick, dude. <laughs> I, know they, you, I know you're yeah. the man, but <laughs> yeah. you know you how it goes. I got to bring you down a peg because you've been fucking up. But yeah, man, it really has been kind of interesting for me lately. And then, you know, it, it, this is definitely not something I would, yeah, I pray, I try to pray, I try to be a good boy. My mom's, my mom's going to heaven, first team All-American, first pick for sure. She's probably going to send twice in her whole life. Dad, I don't mean, he, he's he's somehow bought his way in, but <laughs> it's fine. I'm just kidding. He's a good dude, too. But, uh, you know, I knew, I knew it was something out there. The new mystics were out there, you know, and the salvation and all these things. But I'm, I'm still not really talking about salvation and Christianity. I'm talking about spirituality and finding ways to expand your spiritual self where you can figure out more problems that aren't of a physical nature. There's things going on that I think directly are related to the spirit world. And here's my, here's, here's something I just might steal. This makes a bunch of money. Cause I never heard anybody say it until I said it the other day. Write it down. Write it down. Yeah. Take this and, and run with it and trademark. Black, black, black. <laughs> So for, for PTSD, it could be with soldiers, it could be with anybody at all. But I think I'm going to say this one for like a soldier. So you train for two years. You learn all these skills. You learn how to make a bomb, defuse a bomb, set a timer, set security. You see, you see through a house, find a bad guy, target, pull him out. 
Call JTAC, air support. Medevac, 99, boom, you're back. Hospital. AA, after action report, boom, all that kind of stuff. You know how to do all these things. Can't be stopped. I'm unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. I worked out all day today. Took creatine, three Red Bulls. I'm ready to go. I can't be stopped. I'm superhuman. Yeah. And I felt that way from time to time during my service time because I was, I was tapped in to something else and I could feel something else. What was that? I don't know. But when you hit a problem that you cannot figure out of a spiritual nature, your buddy gets shot in the head for no reason. He was right there, perfect spot. Boom, got shot. This kid gets killed. Something happens. Something bad happens. You cannot fix. No matter how hard you try to fix that problem with your brain, your human brain, you can't fix it because of a spiritual nature. So how do you fix that problem? You get PTSD and you start <laughs> drinking. <laughs> yeah. But in reality, I think what I really think is you have to go into the spirit world to fix spiritual problems. And once you go spiritual world, fix a spiritual problem, then the knot dissolves. And then you find peace through the scenario that was causing you all that stress and the PTSD. But you can't fix it with your human logical brain. You have to go into the mystics, into your spirit to fix spiritual problems. But like we were saying, when you felt tapped in, you felt that way. Ooh, what was that? Ooh, that's just me being, that's me being the man. It's training. No, that's called your spirit <laughs> yeah. is flaring up and you're getting more yeah. spiritual, you know, awakeness and enlightenment. So you feel it. You felt it your whole life. But really kind of sliding past your ego to get into that door, it, that's tough. And it's been very. What's the best way to get there? Get psoriasis. <laughs> get grounded. Get grounded. <laughs> you got to get grounded. Get humbled. You got to get straight up humbled. And if you're somebody like me and you guys probably the same exact way, I do not like to be grounded. I don't like being told what to do. I can figure it out. I'm pretty smart. But I think there's a plan for everyone to figure out how they're going to get there, whether they like it or not. And if you can maybe help yourself, maybe help yourself out a little bit. Maybe that's why I'm even doing this podcast because I want some people to kind of maybe think about it a little bit. If you're feeling some kind of way and there's something going on in your stupid brain, I might figure things out and you just can't figure it out. You just can't figure it out. It's just pissing you off. And I just can't figure this out. What is the hell's going on here? Maybe you're going about the problem the wrong way. Yeah. Maybe stop trying to figure it out and saying, this is what I have to do and say, I need to get into my spirit. However that looks for you and start having faith. And as you start believing and having faith, let whatever happens in your spirit, let it happen. Because I didn't know what I was doing at all. And I just kept kind of listening and listening and felt like I should do this. And it felt like I should do that. And then all of a sudden, I realized, holy, you know, holy shit, I'm looking at things different. I'm looking through a different lens. And I'm fixing some issues I've had for a long, like my entire life. Like irritation, judgment. Being, you know, feeling like maybe if it doesn't go my way, I don't like it. But you know what? Nobody likes not getting their way. It's true. <laughs> so, you know, There's going to be somebody in the here equation upset. pissed off because you don't get your way. Yeah. yeah, no shit. But you know what's you know what's the best thing about getting mad when you don't get your way? 
you get to practice on not getting mad when you don't get your way. And then you grow and develop and mature. Develop as a human, become a better human. Spiritual growth, now you're becoming a little more enlightened and you can figure things out and gain wisdom is the end word. If somebody tells you you have wisdom, I'll take that as like gold star compliment. Thank you so much, brother, yeah. sister, friend. I love you. Thank you. I think it's pretty good. You think that's the top of the pyramid? Bro, I don't know, but I'll tell you what, I'll take it. It definitely stepped up I'll there. I'll definitely take it. <laughs> you tell me I'm mature and I have wisdom? Shit. I'll, hell yeah. Thanks, man. I'll buy you something. I don't have any money, but. You've been like an. Buy <laughs> <laughs> like a spirit gift. Buy me a spirit gift? I'm down for those. Eat some psoriasis. You've been like, since the day I met you, every time I meet somebody, it's like I, I'll, I try to find something, you know, and. The day I met you, I told Andy, I was like, there's something special about this one. And, and I was like, whatever happens with where he goes in this circle that I'm in, that we're in, it's like, wherever he goes, I'm going to make sure I get his number and I'm going to hit him up every once in a while because I'm terrible at that. I'm the worst. But I was like, I'm going to make sure I keep in contact because there's, there's, and the more we talked and, you know, we drank together and, and we've had conversation and we never really talk about any of that shit that all veterans talk about. We never go down that road. We joke mm -hmm. around about some stuff, but we never go down that road. We always talk about bettering ourselves or some kind of positive outcome. It's always the conversation. And it's and I love it. And it's like I, I truly see you as a brother. And, yeah, just wanted you to know that. I don't really have a closing statement to that thought. Very wise. <laughs> it's very wise of you. That was, that was my wisdom. <laughs> No, we've had a good we've had a good uh, we had a good relationship since we met, for sure. And your brother, he's uh, he's also a service member. He's a green bright right? He's a little green bunny. Yes, yeah, so that was that was a fun. I think the first time you you introduced me to him, he was taking a dump on the toilet on Facetime. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, That's hey, him. this is my buddy. He's a, he's a seal. Or whatever. He's like, oh, cool. Can I get his book? And I was like, <laughs> yes, he can. It's in the truck. That's why I like him so much because it's the same. It's the same thing. Like he doesn't take any of this stuff too serious, yeah. and uh, and he's just you know shoot, move, communicate. That's, I can't. That's the end. I can't. I have no friends that wrote any kind of books or anything because they're all turds. But <laughs> whenever they do, it's going to happen. Somebody's going to do it. I hope and I'm going to promote it. Wildly promote it. Oh yeah, as you the, should get a signed as, as the truth. <laughs> get us signed copies and we'll give them away. Give away copies. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna write one too. It's gonna be for kids. Though. It's gonna be like, yeah, yeah. Just keep it real. I like the uh, the idea of the book. The other the would you say the other me, the spiritual me, or yeah, yeah, just, do, just do a book. And it's like oh, this is how you win. This is how you win war. It's how World War Three is going to go down. All these like crazy military, yeah. uh, these military militia men from Michigan are going to buy it, and they're going to open it up. It's going to be like how you bake a, pay, a pie from scratch, and like how you dive <laughs> into your spirituality. <laughs> you, you better pray four times a day. Dude. You got to get in the ocean every yeah, day. You got to eat cold plunges four times a day. <laughs> if you blow yourself out and get psoriasis, just get ready because you're going to uh, meet Jesus a little bit. Do you mean to hold on to this for a while and discuss where you're going, or you want to leave that out? What? Like not put this out until you've you've made your new life choices, or do you want to you want to keep that a secret? Nah, it's. Uh, do we want to talk about it? No, I'm asking if you wanted to talk about it. It's like nah. where the next steps in life are taking you. No, nah, we'll talk about it in theory, just in theory in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, life life takes you here and there, and I believe I really do believe. That if you're if you're again, something happened that you were like I need a new 
Yeah, I mean, as I was, as I was thinking, dreaming, feeling, I didn't get psoriasis because I was working out too hard. I was got psoriasis because my spirit and my body did not line up in the same direction. They were not working together. My ego and my spirit must work together, and I've realized that, and I've prayed about that, and I've done some, you know, alternative medicine to kind of bring those together because I was struggling <laughs> pretty good for a second there. Um, here and all there, that means nothing to me. I don't think that doing alternative medicine is the answer for anyone or everyone. Maybe some people. I, I think if it a, fits in your plan, yeah. you should not be scared of it. You shouldn't be scared of it. That. You know, I mean, I, I didn't realize for me it was like this. I didn't know. I didn't even know. I didn't even, Josh didn't even know what he was doing for a long time. And then, but I knew something was wrong. I was like, my jaw is, t- my jaw's tight. My spiritual jaw is tight. And I did some alternative medicine, and I realized I had a pit bull death grip on what I thought I should be doing in my direction in life. And it broke the grip. And then opened up different ways in my brain to think and process and understand. And I got greater understanding that actually I don't know nothing, okay? Yeah. My, brain is, my brain has its thoughts. They're not even my thoughts. My brain does whatever it wants, but it's not me. Your spirit is who you are, unfortunately, everyone. So if you're not listening to who you think, if you're not listening to yourself, talk to yourself in a deeper, sacred-ish almost fashion and whispers and little bitty nuances, well, good luck. But if you find yourself in a situation where you're not happy and you're kind of confused, or you're real confused, or you're doing drugs, or you're drinking all the time, you can't figure anything out at all. Check this out. You're probably trying to think everything through and figure it out with your monkey linear brain, and you're not using your spirit to let guide you down the trail that you're predisposed to be on. And when you find that path and your ego, which is who you have became, and your spirit, who you're going to be, whether you like it or not, come together. You can actually be your true self. We've yeah. all heard that. Be your true self. Your chakras. Put your chakras lined up, my friend. <laughs> and be your true self. And when your true self's working together, 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 and you're staying in balance, you're yin and yang, you're, you're moving, you're grooving like water or whatever it's called. Be like Bruce Lee and me. You can go forward in a very nice fashion. The tempo will be right. Things will be right. You'll be seeing things correctly. You're understanding things. Knowledge will be there. Wisdom will be there. Happiness will be there. Love, joy, empathy, abundance, wealth, friendship, contacts, people, these things, energy, you know, mood, regulation. Everything will start working a little bit different, man. And I'm telling you this shit because it's working on me. And I don't like things to be different. I like them to be the way I want them to be. And as I've adapted, letting go, quit. Quit trying to figure it out. The more I think, the less I'm trying to think. And let yourself feel your way into your true self. I think you got, you're going to be onto something that you might find pretty interesting. So I wrote that down. Your spirit is who you are. I think that's a, it's a valid point. A lot of people put it on the show, this outer skin, and uh, uh, like they're an actor in a, in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's not who you are, dude. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and some people like to say some things, you know, whatever, about their ego and like, well, what would I be without my job? What would I be without my family and my kids? Well, I'll tell you who you'd be. 
you'd be this little animal sitting on this rock floating around our space, brother. That's what exactly who you'd be. And those things actually don't define you for anything at all. Yeah. There's you something know? you do. They're not what you are. There's some things that happen and there are things you do, but they're not who you are. Who you are really is just this animal that somebody gave a name. You learned a bunch of stuff. You attach that to the name and the body. You put on a whole bunch of layers of these things, found something called, Ooh, they like when I say this, boom. Yeah. They like that. Well, like that. Now I can get this kind I can get this. If I do this, and if I do this, I get this and I get this. If I do this and then now I'm over here and I'm in this crowd right here and we all talk about how good we are. And now I have some status and some power and these people do, what I tell them to now I'm way over here. Oh, I'm untouchable. Now look at me, look at me. But those people as well, that person right there can have an issue with their, we'll just say their dad didn't approve of everything they'd done. And they were always trying to make their dad happy. And they were chasing that no matter what it took. I don't give a shit what I got to do. I'm going to make him happy. I'm going to play hard as I can. I'll get first place every time. I'll get best grades in class. I do everything I can do. Everything I can do to make him like me. I will make him love me. Oops. He don't love you. Yeah. The way you want to be loved. And you run all the way up this mountain to the very top of this mountain, this peak. You're there. He'll love me. Everybody, that's how I get love. This is, what I, this is how I go. This is how I do it. This is how I get love. And I, I will get love. Or you can be a guy in the trailer park. That's dad also doesn't love him. Yeah. But he works at a tire shop. Don't give a shit. Smoke cigarettes. Always wishes his dad would love him. Nags him for his whole life. This guy right here is 60 years old. This guy is 60 years old. This guy's got all the money in the world, miserable. This guy's got no money in the world, still miserable. But you know what the animal problem for both of them is? The exact same thing. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Neither of them are who they should be. Neither of them are who they want to be because of a problem that their spirit did not fix. Yeah. So this guy's living one way. This guy's living one way. But they're both miserable. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And that's why the problem is a human problem. And the only way to fix these human problems is through your spirit. If they could go in their spirit, forgive their fathers, say, I love you, dad, no matter what, get through that. This guy could be poor still and be super happy. This guy could be rich and be super happy. Maybe this guy figures something else out. But this doesn't matter. None of it matters. None of it matters. Yeah. None of it matters. The problems that we deal with as people, no matter what your status, socially, economically, race, religion, whatever, it doesn't matter. The real spirit problems that you need to deal with and help each other with in general are always the same. They're animal problems. As, as you grow up, I've, I've noticed that we, as kids, we all said, I'm going to be the next fucking billionaire. I'm going to be the next <laughs> yeah, rich guy. Yeah. And then, like, as you go through life, you have to keep telling yourself that. Like, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because one day I'm going to be a multimillionaire. 
Because if you don't say that, if you just say, well, this is the best it's going to get, you gave up. Yeah. But it's like, why, why do you assign that value to you at all? Because you'll spend your whole life trying to achieve something you'll never get. And I watch it all the time with friends that they, they're doing really well in their career. And they're like, you know what? Fucking miserable. Miserable. I got a friend that moved to Kentucky and opened a farm. He raises cattle, has chickens, goats, and shit. He's happy all the time. Happiest I've ever seen him. I don't know how much money he makes. I, I mean, he's a farmer. What do farmers make? I don't know. But he wasn't making what he was making before. <laughs> but he's happy as shit. And people get, if you're far enough in this podcast, it's like I can start really talking about it. It's like the money thing I've, I've learned recently myself. It just doesn't matter. Like I look around. It's You remember we used to listen to those songs. It's like, you know, you work your ass off to buy shit you don't need. And it's like it's fun to say as a kid. Yeah. But then, you know, you turn 21. <laughs> it's like, all right, time to be a man and make some money. Yeah. You start making money, and, and then you look around, and you're like, what am I doing this for? I work my ass off all the time just so I have shit. Would I rather be climbing type table rock with you? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, 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 learn that, you learn that at 21? That most people don't figure that out until 41. That's what I'm saying. That's, not, that's what I'm saying. It's uh, At 21, you make the choice to uh, to live that wrong life, and then when you're in your 40s, you're like, man, what have I been doing the last 20 years? That's gonna be people are, uh, for, on, when did that. you learn it? Man, I, I mean, we just sold a plane <laughs> I mean, the other day. Broke my heart. No, it was a couple of months ago, but um, I don't know if I've learned it. I mean, like you remember, like deployment, right? So you go out and you're gone. I mean, did you ever do like any of those fifteen month deployments? Or no, I made it uh, almost twelve. It was like it was like right. At, it was a little over eleven. It was technically eleven. Yeah, the army. Army, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the army did some some crazy things. Yeah, and, I had guys that did fifteen years, fifteen months, fifteen. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's why they're suicide. They bring them home rate. like eight months in, but you come home and you have a steak dinner, get a little nookie cookie, and then yeah, right back to the box, and and it's yeah. So you have seven, eight, nine month standard marine deployments. You come back, and in the first couple of months, you are in a race to try to do all the things with all the leave you built and all the money you saved up to try to make up for all that lost time. And you end up with motorcycles and off-road cars and, and all that stuff. And, and then at, you know, when it's all said and done, you're kind of back where you started pre-deployment. Right. Yeah. And, uh, well, it's, it's kind of the same with any young person, right? Because, you know, if they've got a nine to five and, and, and they're making big money. They're they're trying to fill that space. They're trying to get that adrenaline rush, that dopamine, you know, drop, so that they can they can you know have a reason to sit in that cubicle. Or I know a lot of people work from home now, but I mean, it's just a classic example, right? Same same scenario. Yeah. So I mean, it's the same. It's the same thing, right? I mean, young people have energy. Young people have a much higher risk tolerance and so they they're gonna do crazy crazy stuff they're gonna buy toys and then there's the classic midlife crisis where you're like oh my youth is gone you know i'm crossing that 40 threshold what am i gonna do now you know some guys get a side girl and drop their wife some guys buy a corvette some guys you know i don't know do do something other they get a wedding ring with diamonds in it yeah i mean if you're into that that's fine <laughs> bling bling yeah I didn't know have no diamonds. In it. <laughs> That's my neighbor. He, oh. bought a, he bought a wedding ring, put diamonds in it. Nice. Yeah, but I mean, can the fooler? <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. You know, I think I think that I think the the line you cross where you're saying, "Well, I'm working to make money to have a bunch of stuff I don't need." I think that line crosses where you are working to maintain your stuff, where your stuff owns you. It's like a house, right? right. I have to buy a bigger house because I need more stuff to. St- I need a bigger garage so I can stick my stuff in it, right? Your stuff is dictating your life instead of your life dictating your stuff. You know, energy, drive, adrenaline, all those things that drive people to, you know, get a sled, get a motorcycle, go li- drive fast, you know, all that stuff, just just so they can get a rush, you know, and, and feel good about going back to work the next day so they can get it again later. It was worth it. It was worth it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's fun, you know. Uh, but, but the moment that you are just grinding away, trying to make more money to handle all the stuff you've accumulated, that's when, that's when you're no longer in control of your life. It's a valid insight. That's wisdom. That is wisdom. That is wisdom. Dave's very wise. Well, I went through this, man. Like, I had a bunch of stuff. And I remember we got restationed to Miramar. We had a nice little place in PB at Chalcedony and Jewel Street. and uh, Or Cal Sydney, if you're a local. And uh, that house was 940 square feet big. The house was half, half the size of the place I had <laughs> mm-hmm. left, you know, prior to that. And we had to pare down. I mean, we pared down bad. And uh, it was it was, it was was tough to see some of that stuff go. And uh, some of it I just wish I still had, you know. But uh, you you got to let your situation dictate, you know, what what you're holding on to. I mean, you could say that about anything, right? Yeah. You know, I mean... Josh is on a spiritual journey, right? His situation's pushing him in different directions to to rectify, I would say, gaps, you know? And he's building surfaces to fill the gaps right now, you know? So he's 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 doing his thing, right? And and he's gonna he, he's gonna hold on to what he needs, he's gonna let go of the things he doesn't. And that's you know, it's as true for the material things in our lives and it's just part of growth yeah i like seeing it it's neat it is neat thing it's different i think it's like unlocking a new level in life it's yeah it's like a whole new thing like you're like i'm gonna do this forever and then five years later you're like (laughs) fuck i'm not doing that anymore (laughs) yeah i can't i was thinking about when you guys were talking and you're talking about materialistic things which i got no problem with materialistic things and i think actually with the work I'm trying to do and work I'm trying to figure out. If you can line everything up to where you're working in complete unisense, then you can have whatever you want because you're working at a fully operational level. So if you want to get that new car, focus your whole, you know, just pivot yourself until what do I need to do to, to get a car? Yeah. As you eliminate all these hiccups in your system, your spirit, your body, Becoming like a, becoming the complete, I guess I'm trying to say is like success for me right now is not going to be any kind of success that you can get from a person. You can give me 25 gold stars. Say, you're the president. I'd say, okay, I don't care. But if you said, you have cleared out your entire system, you no longer have, you're no longer jealous. You no longer have envy. You don't have strife. You don't have haughty eyes. You don't need power. You don't need, you know, you're not greedy. You're not jealous. You're not, you don't get upset. If you want something and somebody else gets it, 
you can actually be happy for them and I can really do it. That's, that's, that's my gold star. Yeah. That's the gold star. Cause that shit is hard. Beating your ego, especially when it's crazy like mine and, and you guys. Beating that ego down to where you can actually let things happen and believe it's supposed to happen the way it's happening right then and really not, and really, really not have any kind of judgment about how it goes down because it's not up to you anyway. It's up to the big spirit to figure out how things work out. You need to get out of the way and let it happen and be okay with it and say, I love it, forgive it, love it, move on. If you can really do that shit, that's my gold star. That's a new house. That's a new car. That's everything. So if you can do that, then you're going to get out. Then you're going to get everything you ever, th- ever want anyway and more. And you're not even going to care anymore. It's not going to matter. Yeah. That's when it doesn't matter. That's when you get it all. You know? Do you have any crazy. Uh, beginner's advice for how to get out of the way of your own ego? Whoo. It's just every time that little voice talks, you just tell it like, wait, little voice. <sighs> Buddy row. Man, oh, man. I tell you what. It's, it's going to be tough. It's going to take you to a little later in life, I believe. And some of the things it talks about I'm reading, you know, it's like the first half of your life, you're developing who you are as a human being, animal. You put on this face, you make that joke. You look this way, you smirk. You tell your mom things, she gets mad. You tell her things, she loves you. You figure out how to manipulate. You figure out how to lie, cheat, steal, get through the world, be a winner on a human level of success. You have to make your mark to figure out who you are. You define who you are by your success in the human existence of rules, regulations, marks, awards, whatever. That's who you are. Boom. Once that game's over, now what are you going to do? You going to wear your, your – <laughs> oh, I'm going to joke my buddy the other day. I was like, you know, there's a difference between being confident and having a huge ego moving on in the second phase of your life, which I believe is more of your spiritual journey to figure out how to line that first half up and your second half, how to line them bad boys up, intertwine, and move forward. Do you have an ego, or are you confident in your person to move forward and know that you're going to be okay through your spirit? Confidence, I think, is the absolute most beautiful thing you can have. Be confident in who you are. Be confident in your spirit. Ego. That's like wearing your high school Letterman jersey yeah. to the to the work every day. Like, yeah. bro, let it go. Yeah. Put that thing on a rack. You ain't got to throw it away. Don't burn it. But, like, say it's been fun, but take it off. We've discussed that about veteran people. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just let it go, man. I see it all the time. I, and, like, no disrespect to anybody that uh, cherishes their memories of their service. You know, you yeah. do you. Yeah. But it's like you see stuff. <laughs> You know, you got out 20 years ago and you still got a, a challenge coin rack in your office. It's like, come on, man. Let it go. It's not popular. It's not a popular. Take your ribbon rack off your back window. It's, it's, it's going to be unpopular for people to tell some people. And I, don't, I just don't care anymore. I don't I don't care because I'm taking right here and tell you, yeah, I did some things in my, my first life. I was a SEAL. did the whole thing. Does that matter to me at all anymore? No, it doesn't. Nobody you would know, know you were a SEAL unless you told them. I flex on them because they know. Yeah, flex. They know. Yeah. But I don't care about those things. I really don't. I really don't care. And they're, they're providing me with resource to find, you know, means and money. And I have I can do things with my body. It's fine. But what I really, you know, has really been a very bizarre kind of scenario is to understand the other side and to line the whole thing up and get them working together. And I think then you can really, I mean, you look at some of these people that have – acquired wealth like 
real wealth. Not like, oh, I got a new truck, and oh, my dad gave me some money, and, and now I work at his construction company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but real wealth that can look, and you, you see them moving around. They move around different. They move like a different kind of animal. These guys are, or girls, whatever it is, moving around. They understand things. They see things. They make that move. You know, what's that? Ooh, that move worked. Their lateral line is different from ours because it comes from a place of insight that we don't have. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Dude, I want to find that. Yeah. That's what I want to find. And when you find that, I think the world is yours. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're tapped into the, the universe. You're talking about, you know. I think the world's always yours. It's just, you, as you're saying, you got to tap into the thing that's going to move you through that lateral that line. frequency. Okay. We're all moving down the same plane, right. but some of us are in a different frequency. Right. I'm at 107. You're at 107.5. You know, it's. You oldies know. and goodies, you know? It's just like, I just see some of these people that I've seen it. I've traveled enough now. I've been around a good bit. And I've been a rambling man, and I have <laughs> went here and there with utter disregard for personal safety or well-being or money or material things or anything. I just said, let's go. And I went. And I've seen people live as a certain linear ideology that says if i do this and do this i get this truck right here i get this girl i get in this little club right here and i'll have this and this makes me happy and i have made it and i have done it look at me go i have my vest they got their letter jacket again i got my letterman jacket on and look at me and i know you guys are very proud of me as you should be and if you need a hero i'll be here all day and then you see people who say hmm there's some things out there going but that's the thing. Ooh, what's that? Another thing. Ooh, what's that? That's a thing. That's a thing. Do you have the disposition to, to track those things down? Maybe. Do you not know how to even get in that space to figure out how these frequencies are kind of moving around? Maybe. What I'm trying to tell you right here today is it's there. Yeah. It's there. <laughs> I haven't figured it out. So don't come asking me how to make a billion dollars. I don't know. Probably that PTSD quote is going to be pretty good. <laughs> I wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, I wrote it down. <laughs> but it's there, man. I'm telling you, the frequency is there. There's another There's another game going on for sure. And uh, it's the second one that you have to kind of dive into with all with, with everything. I think it's it's been challenging. It's been exhausting. I've been tired. I've been wore out. I've been sleeping a couple hours a night because I've been just I've been immersed in this thing. So thank God for uh, you know psoriasis and, and medicine that keeps you up all night because I've had a lot of time to think. But now I'm, I'm that was the catalyst of things. And now that I've seen a little bit of other stuff, it's very um, it's something I want people to look into. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, good. Start figuring it out. Yeah. You can. I think a lot of people get wrapped up in life and they don't take the time to think. True. It's um like you're, you have to be occupied at all times. You can't mm-hmm. just sit on the couch. You got to be on your phone. You can't just drive to work. You got to listen to music or a podcast, or you can't just go to lunch by yourself and sit in the water. You got to go with people you work with, and, and you know, I, I I try to just I try to stay in my own head as much as possible. That's why I still love landscaping. I love just getting out there and just. I have no idea what's going on. Wear earplugs. Nobody like somebody. Hey, neighbor, was I was like, <laughs> not an asshole. I just didn't hear you. <laughs> but it's like I have to be in there. I got to think. And it's sometimes I'll think about stuff, and then hours later, 
like cold sleep, I'll wake up like that's the answer. That's oh. what I was looking for. Oh. And it's like, where does that come from in your dreams? Where does that manifest from? And I think it's truly idle minds. I think an idle mind can be dangerous, but I think it can also cure a lot of problems. Yeah. Yeah. Give yourself the, uh, I think, give yourself the opportunity to take time out of your ego and then into the other side to contemplate. I mean, to really contemplate. And really think, and that's why they say you know meditation, all that stuff's good, and, and it's the tools to get you into the other like other frequency you're playing field. And I think all that stuff's very important. And I think a lot for vets, especially, to get in there in that space because you deal with in the military in the war type scenarios, you deal with a lot of things that are not of this you know primitive nature of humanity. Yeah. So you got to deal with those other things, which is why you go. And as you deal with those things, you can learn more about you know civilization and how you want to be and as a human being. And train yourself into a new version of uh, the, your higher self, your, the best version of you, and live your, your your true self. And that's why I think the goal for me and my friends that I'm gonna you know harp on because I like to I like to have a theme with my buddies because I like to try to tell them stuff. It sounds smart. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna, spread that knowledge. Yeah, I want to try. <laughs> I want to try to outsmart my friends at all times. That's the best. But I'm pretty dumb, so it's, it's tough. But. <laughs> I think the, you're smart. The theme is going to be for sure is to find your, find the self inside of yourself that can allow you to be the person that you know you've always wanted to be. And don't let eight-year-old Matt and Dave go. That kid wanted to be somebody, had some ideas. He liked, he liked fun. He liked to have a good time, be vigorous and lively and fucking vibrant. I lived in a creek. In the creek. Couldn't tell you last time I was in one. Now you got a beard. <laughs> <laughs> you ever wonder, you know how we, as I assume I might be the only one, but you know, how, like, like for me anyway, and I, I didn't have this problem before the mil- like getting out of the military, but sometimes I wake up and I just have this thing. I don't know what it is. It's like fear, embarrassment. Like, I just have something like I did yesterday wasn't good enough or I, I did something yesterday. I regret or just, I shouldn't, I look oh stupid doing this. Do you think normal, do you guys have that? You just blew my mind. You think normal people have that? I don't know. But I'll tell you what, until about four days ago. I'd wake up every morning and would be furious. Yeah. I'd be furious for for like an hour. Yeah. I would just, I would rant and rave. I'd bring up stuff that happened to me 15 years ago and yeah. be mad. I'd, I'd go to get coffee and just get pissed off. I'd cuss myself out all the way to the store and come all the way home. I'd be like, well, okay, about that time. Okay, we'll calm down. And now we'll calm down. <laughs> yeah, now we're back to life. The last few days I woke up and I have not been upset. Really? <laughs> I just realized it. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that something crazy? But I think I think what you're doing, I think actually, actually you know, that's that's awesome. That's fantastic. You just said that. But I think when you go to sleep and your brain does have time to sit in itself in the dream state, which is going to be your spirit state. Mm-hmm. I think you're the things that are kind of hijacking your system are in there banging against each other again. And what can't get filed away is left over, and that's what you wake and up. And that's with. what you wake up with a bunch yeah. of shavings, just <sighs> yeah. That's the first thing I do every day. It's like, fuck. That's I mean, the first word out of my mouth every dude, day. <laughs> we're finding, we're figuring out answers, dude. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. That's why I wanted answers. to do this because I know, I know we, I know we collectively, I think we hold pieces to the key that unlock the universe, and we'll get there one day. I think, I think Josh said something really poignant in that when he was able to look back and see that. the psoriasis was really what was going to give him his freedom when, when it was the thing that was going to help him move forward in life. You know, a lot of vets don't look backwards in that same 
in that same way. So, you know, that promotion I didn't get that forced me out, you know, if you stayed long enough to retire or that situation that I had no control of, but I bore all responsibility for, you know, that there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of like remaining angst that, that lies in people over, over time. You remember the good times slowly, they say you forget the bad ones, but there's a few you hold on to. And, uh, you know, the ability for you to wake up in the morning when you go to work, whatever it is you're doing and you, you remember that that time is what allowed you to be in here in that moment, doing the thing that you're doing. I think that's, that's the, that's where you start. That's where you start growing because like, the, like from the, from the day you enlist, you put your feet on the, on the little yellow footprints or, or whatever, you're just kicking the can down the road. You know, it doesn't matter if you're the general who's been there 40 years or, you know, the, the, the captain who got out after 10 years or just the guy who only did one, one enlistment, you know, you're eventually everyone is presented with the big question of what now, right? Everybody gets out. So, you know, I'm not saying that from day one, you have to have a plan, but once you're out, if you can look backwards and say, that experience was good for me because X, Y, and Z, it's allowing me to do A, B, and C, then, then you're moving forward. You know, there's a lot of like really proud people, right? Like, uh, the Vietnam black hats. Yeah. You, you see them everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, you know, we joke about it. <laughs> we do. Um, <laughs> a buddy of mine, I, I came I remember when I came back from my first tour in Afghanistan, a buddy of mine handed me a, uh, an Iraq Afghanistan vet hat. He says, dude, you got two, you get a hat. And, and, and we laughed about it. I never wore that damn thing, but you know, at some point, at some point that'll be us. Right. And I don't know where that'll be, you know, because we legitimize our place in society based on what we've given to it, especially here in this country, right? Less than 1% serves. Yeah. And, um, and that's why, you know, veteran outreach programs that not only deal with suicide and, and, uh, trying to improve the disaster that is the VA. Um, that's why all those things are important because, they're people that have to be taken care of. And, you know, people need to stand on their own two feet too. You know, you, you don't need to coddle them and hand them a bottle. In fact, they probably wouldn't respect it if you did. But those, uh, that ability for, for veterans to, to move forward, not be bitter and, and, and move forward. I mean, what do you tell, what do you tell a guy who ended up being like an amp, you know, yeah. uh, you know, the moment he, can look back and smile and move on with life. I mean, I see it on YouTube all the time um, or Instagram as well. If you, if you follow those types of channels and, and I mean like that's serious spiritual growth, you know, and uh, um, it's uh, everyone's going to have to move on at some point. It's just, it, it really depends on the individual, how fast you do it. And and whatever you're holding on to, it's like, it's like that, the, what's the weight of this bottle? The way, you know, how long am I going to hold it? Right. You know, this thing will, my arm will lock up after a while. You got, you got to put it down, right. You know, yeah. with all the issues you got in there, you're going to have to put them down and move forward. 
never heard an analogy. That's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It's um, a lot of people hold on to stuff, and I think a lot of people also fake stuff. But it's 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 like yeah, a yeah, lot. Yeah. But and that's the reason that I refuse to talk. I don't talk war stories. I just don't because <clears throat> I don't want to be lied to. I'd rather talk to you as a human being. Like, who are you as a human? As a veteran, you know. Let's go from there. But you're right, man. If you're holding on to something, I mean, it's it's it seems like it's so frequent now that just somebody you know, somebody you served with, somebody you stationed with, you know, somebody you had a contact with, you see their photo on one of those ki or uh, suicide pages. You know, they decided that enough was enough, and and they're no they're no longer suffering and whatever it was. But they, you know, you've got it exactly. You said you got to put that bottle down. Sometime you got to put the weight down. It's just, it's just, you know, part of being, part of being humble is being thankful for what you got. I mean, that could be an experience. That could be a, a family. That could be what, you know, any of those things. And, you know, we, we, uh, I, I remember an old thing that they used to say is that, uh, you get, you get to serve, you know? <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, it's, it's, a. Uh, you know, we, we were, we were privileged with that opportunity to, uh, to, to give, ourselves to, you know, the, the, the big red, white, and blue, you know, and, and some of them got the green weenie in the process and they're upset about it, you know, and if they can't move on, then they're not going to be able to wake up in the morning and be thankful for all the experiences and things they learned along the way, which are a hundred percent responsible for where they are at that moment when they wake up. My favorite part of serving is a part that I never would have thought I never even considered. And it's this right here is years after being able to sit with guys and have like this, Mutual respect. I don't know you, but you're, you know, I'm listening to you. I, I like what you're saying. It's, it's like I can see us being friends. You know, the first time I met you, I was like, I, we might get along. What a stud! <laughs> yeah, what a, he was hot. Well, you, were, you, were ta- you, were, you were talking to <laughs> asking Josh where his book was. First time I met him, I sat across the table um, at a at a veteran saying, I asked him when he's going to start his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Dave said that. So we went to a coffee shop. We did a polar plunge and ate elk today. So you could be a podcaster. Yeah, yeah, I heard I, those are the requirements. I some pictures. I said it was mine, but it's fine. <laughs> it's me and Dave met at this coffee shop. I went there for a foundation I work with. It was a fundraiser kind of thing. And we're at this coffee shop. And like, I don't know anybody. But when I get in these weird kind of like little scenarios where there's people I don't know. And there's coffee, but nobody really knows anybody. I think they call it networking. It's like yeah. a networking area. That's what they sell it as. <laughs> Dude, I love these, these fucking <laughs> these networking events. Oh, my God. So you mean to tell me, here's what it means to me in my mind. Everybody's like, networking, okay. I'm going to go in here and make contacts so I can somehow finagle what's going on and put myself in position to jockey a spot where I can be an advantageous opportunity to embetterment my reality for my family, my friends, the entire world that I live in, and it's going to be great. In my mind, networking event, these people can't escape me. I'm here. They're going to talk to me no matter what. Yeah. No matter what happens, they all think that maybe something's going on and everyone's very accepting to look at you in the eyes and listen to you tell them something crazy. Yeah. And I take full advantage. Yeah. I love networking. And I know you and Dude, I, know I love what you networking events because everybody there wants to talk. It's, it's like, like speed dating. Yeah, and it's like, nuts. do we get along? Nope. All right, yeah, on to the next one. Yeah. And then you have coffee too. I'll, I'll probably drink 15 yeah. coffees. Yeah. Outside of my mind. Yeah. But then uh, the day wrapped up and we uh, went and hung out at some crazy uh, cigar shop. 
place, which was fun. I don't smoke cigars, but I did that day. I hurt my throat. Came back. Everyone there is now shifting into evening attire. Mm. And, and the mood is changing from let me frantically talk to everybody. Like now people are kind of separating. Couples are coming in. The dudes are coming in like with that little, you know, that the charm and like yeah. trying to be, you know, a little seductive. What's up? I yeah, a little, 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 mm, yeah. air. And be like, ah. It's now like, well, I can't talk to everybody because then I'm probably going to be talking to some dude's chick and then it could be a thing. And like, uh, yeah. So now I got to like put myself in timeout. Get socially awkward till yeah. the liquor starts flowing. Yeah. So I'm like, man, this is going to be another one of these like things where I have to sit here and, just talk to myself. They don't know you're a zoo animal. They don't, they don't know. know they don't know. Yeah, I'm, the whole day I could put my zoo animal uh, yeah. costume away. They're like, yeah. "Oh, this is a guy." He's like, "Yeah, yeah." But then, like, then it's like, "Okay." Alcohol why, starts flying. Why, knows why, to watch. Why, is, why is this guy by himself, like looking looking very desperate for a friend? <laughs> he doesn't have a date. Um, no, I do not have a date. I'm here. I'm here, stag. And then you guys hooked up. I, I'm here, stag. That's <laughs> why so I like to roll. Yeah. <laughs> So they're like, Dave doesn't have a, Dave's chick's got to work or something. So they're like, Dave looks very nice. He's got a jacket on. He's got his beard. I don't, I probably don't look that good. And then they're like, well, you, you two guys are uh, military guys. And I, you guys sit together. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> you nailed it. But, uh, you know, uh, Dave's a very stoic guy. He's a, uh, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm just dumb. Sometimes. He has a Marine Corps look. Yeah, he's very. So I'm, like I'm, like, I'm, I'm starting to rap. I'm rapping to Dave. I'm talking all this crazy shit to him. <laughs> he's kind of like, in the beginning, he's like, like, what is this? Who, who is this creature? Why is he talking to me? And finally, finally, we kind of just like, we both kind of said, okay, yeah. We then we started, then we started rapping. Then we started really rapping. Then we're like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Then we're like, we're just like, you know, falling in bro love and shit. Like, oh, this is crazy. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, hey, come to Georgia. Let's go shoot ducks. Let's go, go crazy. And then, like, then next thing you know, like a week later, he comes to Georgia. Nice. To my mom and dad's, and we all go shoot birds and have a great time. And then friendship developed. And it's just what I love the most. Same. And I love networking events. Yeah. They can't escape you. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the shadow through the sun over there, and I was like, I think he's here. Yeah, and I was gonna be like go, and I was like, ah. so I uh, oh, cracked the door, and it's usually gonna be you or somebody asking for money. So like, I cracked the door and looked, and I was like, he looks like a marine. Oh, that's why I just opened the door. I was like, come on in, welcome. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't gained too much weight yet. <laughs> well, yeah, like you're saying, I man, did. I'm, I'm working hard to get rid of it. Oh. You're looking very thin. And am I looking better? Yeah, I feel better. Good. My shoulders have gotten bigger. Well, yeah, that. But I yeah. didn't want to say anything. Yeah, we don't want to hard. hard. We want to boost your ego too hard. We're trying to kill our egos here, and yeah. But we'll give you a little, a little twerk. Well, that's that's what I'm doing is killing my ego because yeah. because it's always been <laughs> if I go in there and do three push-ups <laughs> and some guy watches me do three push-ups and he's like he this guy looks like he was in the military but he can only do three push-ups. <laughs> so and then I like can't drop to my knees because only girls do push-ups from their knees. Well now. No ego, man. I walk in yeah, there. Exactly. I'll do there my. Good, good I'll time. do as many as I can do. I'm up to like 20 now, which is pretty good That's for pretty good. for a guy that hasn't done a push up since 2016. Just, and then I, I'll dude, drop to my knees. Okay, you, I'm on my knees doing push ups in front so, of the whole gym. Don't look, care. Look, look, you got to tap into your spirit. Okay, That's you got to go in there. You got to tap into your spirit and let your spirit guide you through your push ups. And when you get done, you're gonna know what to say. It's yeah. probably gonna be something like this. Uh, 20. Uh, I can't believe I did 20 push ups after back surgery yesterday. So I, I do hold my shoulder from time to time as though I'm working out an injury. Uh, <laughs> you got to tap in, man. I 100% do that. You got to tap in. Uh, 
after all that war I'd done, I still can get it done. Just rowing through bodies. My uh, shoulders are a little messed up. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, but having military buddies and camaraderie, I think, support. is a very... I mean, it's, it's the best thing. I mean, was... Let's just... I guess I'll do a little quick game. Was was going to the Navy fun? Going to MEPS and letting the dudes look at your butt? Yes. No, no, the answer's hey. no. The answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, like, super fun, but it was... It wasn't fun. Was it fun to go to boot camp and listen to all these kids? That was not fun. No, it was not fun at all. Was it fun to eat that food and just get fatter and fatter? Get you clogged couldn't figure up. out why you're getting fat. You're like, is, 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 is this butter? Are they putting like something here? making you eat three days a week. Like, like no we, boners. Are we eating? <laughs> I've got four months, and I feel like I'm full of salt, but they yeah. keep telling me to eat it, and I do. Yeah, it's going. And you have to finish your plate. You got to finish your plate. You know, going to butts is that fun? In a psychotic, you know, jungle animal way, it was a little bit cool. Yeah, but it wasn't fun. Was going like to some war stuff fun? Sometimes. Not me. I kind of guess. And some also again in some, some psychotic way. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But was it fun for real? No. I think it was fun. Yesterday I climbed that mountain. Okay, I got to the very top, and I was smoked because I haven't worked out real hard because I had a disease. Yeah. Thank God. It's scabies. I had scabies. And I got up there, and I put my chair down, and I gazed off into the sun, and my brain shut down. I didn't think about nothing for about a good 20 minutes, which is very tricky for me because I like to think about, I'm going to scatter. Yeah. Skeet shot. And I laid there, and I said, this is, this is fun. This is fun. I feel good. This is fun. Military. Not really fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really fun. But the fun part about the whole thing is is getting out of the military, going to a networking dinner, feeling like a gorilla in a monkey suit. <laughs> yeah. But then getting to meet somebody else who's in the military that might feel the same way. Yep. Not knowing, tiptoe around, be bop, boop, bang, become friends. Now you got another friend. If I was in the military and me and Dave were sitting together, you wouldn't have got along. Dave would not be my friend. No. <laughs> I find that way all the time. You wouldn't be hanging out with me if I wasn't in the military. <sighs> yeah. You guys are beards. Because I'd probably be weird. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you would. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you probably. If you were in the military, guy, you'd have your podcast. I could. It wouldn't be too far out of the realm for you to be maybe like doing like pottery. I can see you on the boardwalk selling Pottery. Pottery. I don't see pottery, but I mean creative design pottery, of course. Yeah, your own like personal twist, and you're telling Doing everybody how good it. you're like, man, this is the best, man. I'm telling you right here, I did this. I think about this all the time. Yeah, you'd have a whole propaganda scheme going. Yeah, I'd have like an imaginary dead girlfriend that helps me <laughs> yeah, move yeah, my arms. Yeah, <laughs> she's just, this was always her dream. So I'm yeah. just doing it for her, guys. Yeah. Pulling heartstrings. That's it. I know what you would do. Yeah, I'd be playing it, playing it for <laughs> No, I don't think so. I don't know what I'd be doing. Probably selling cars or something. Really? Let's 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 play a quick game. I know we're probably running a little bit low on battery power. It's if plugged you, in. If you never <laughs> let's joke. We can go as long as you want or as far as you want. That's what she um, <laughs> <laughs> He said that's what she said. I did not. I would never say that. Um I'll grown up. If Matt never joined the military, you're eighteen, you say I don't like the military. What do you do? Well, I joined the army at 23. I was a late bloomer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And before that, I was doing landscaping. I imagine I would have started my own landscaping company. That's probably what I'd be doing. I'd still be... I was married with two roommates. I was married before I joined the military, so I didn't get to do all the things people do in the military, but I'd imagine I'd still have two roommates, I guess. Which would be crazy to be 30-something, 36 years old with two roommates. Yeah, still living with your mom and dad. <laughs> called them roommates. It's pretty yeah. wild. <laughs> no, at least one was her brother, so that was cool. Yeah. I don't know. What would you be doing? Oh, about the same thing. Just sitting on a sailboat. <laughs> about the same <laughs> thing. Fucking doing nothing. <laughs> I don't know, man. Don't would you have gotten into aviation? Did you I, have an interest before the Marine Corps? Oh, yeah. I mean, I... I my my dad uh, was a career Harrier pilot in the Marines. My grandfather was a, a veteran of uh, three different wars in the Marines as a fighter pilot, World wow. War II, Korea, China, uh, early days of Vietnam. And uh, you know, I was I was pretty well groomed into it. Um, I was dead set in in that path that I was going to do the exact same thing that I had been exposed to yeah. um, as as a child. I don't know what it's like for the army or for the Navy, but I, I do, I do know that, uh, on the officer side in Marine Corps, um, it is not uncommon to find a lot of it being family business. And, uh, I, I, I don't have a good answer to this question. I really don't. I mean, I, I've, I've thought about it. Um, you know, just like, uh, like the stick in the eye thing, right? I'll lose my medical, you know, for a while, you know, I've, I've met some one eyed helicopter pilots. They're out there. <laughs> Scary. Well, no, I mean, they're confident. Well, I mean, if you're getting on that helicopter, you're like, you only have one. one? Yeah, what are you wearing a patch for, dude? <laughs> I thought it was a pirate. You know, oh, it's, shit. You know, yeah. you know what? I, you, you know, it, it, truth be told, I mean, the ones that, that only did have one working eye or, or only one eye, um, they were fine. You know, they were highly professional, capable people. Um, they mm. found ways to cope. Um, with that disability, I guess you just got to look a little further. Yeah, yeah, your peripheral vision is definitely hindered, but uh, um, yeah, most of those guys were doing, uh, you know, instrument flying, yeah. like offshore oil rig, like Gulf Gulf of uh, Mexico stuff, where it's a little bit more canned, more more prescribed procedural, yeah, and uh, um, less aircraft, <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, um, I've, you know, I've wrestled, I've wrestled with this, this issue, um, before what, what's next, you know what I mean? Cause just like everyone gets out of, uh, everyone gets out of, uh, of the military at some point, eventually every, someone either, you know, augers in or, or they, uh, or they, they have to stop flying. I mean, my, my old man, he still flies he, him and my mom live out in Pensacola and, and he's struggling with the idea of when he's going to have to give it up, you know, cause he's concerned about insurance payments cause they, cause he's getting old, you know, and, and, uh, you know, what's next, you know, it's, and, and, and I think, I think some of those, some of those questions are just, you just have to deal with in the moment. Like, like, what do you do? I don't know. You know, what would I have done? doesn't matter. This is what I do now. Yeah. yeah. So it's don't look it back. Keep looking forward. Yeah. Yeah, man. Makes sense. Augers in. Never heard that, but it makes perfect sense. Well, I mean, uh, it, it, that is an unfortunate end. Yeah. You know. Um, is it because an auger is shaped like a spiral? Is that why it's called that? I I, I, just, I don't know. I mean, plows it in. I mean, just, yeah. just something that goes deep into the dirt. And that's yeah. about it. I think that's probably as much 
This is getting dark now. This is my thought. <laughs> just into it. Yeah. Yeah. I just flew on my first uh, small twin engine um, last Saturday. So last, so a, a week ago. So you're um, in a Baron, a Duchess, or it was a diamond. Not a pickle. It was a Piper. Oh, Piper Pi- Aztec. Oh, yeah. Piper Aztec. D Delta, 1968. Wow. It just yeah. came back to me. How do they say you done? I, he let me fly it on the way back. It was, um, how I described say, it how as you, not how chill. How did he say you did? Uh, he said I did great because I didn't uh, do, do buckle under pressure. Money? Well, he was explaining to me about uh, turbulence. No, I didn't give him <laughs> I paid for the flight there, and he or the gas there. He paid for the gas back. It doesn't count if you give him 20 bucks and say, how did I do it? Uh, no, no, no. It was That's a very like even, do, equal flight. But, yeah, flew, and he was like, you know, find your bearing. We want to do 500-foot descent, you know, and so you got to check the gauge and then also look outside. And I got distracted looking outside, and he was like, when was the last time you looked at your gauges? And I looked down, and we were doing 100-foot, and I was like, oh, so you got to pull back. But we were banking to come into the airport, and I hit some turbulence. And I, I'd like, I described, I told him, I was like, I felt something. It wasn't fear or anything. Or like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. It wasn't that, but I felt something I never felt before. Because, like, you're up in the air. And he was like, don't worry about it. He's like, turbulence is like driving down a bumpy road. Some roads are smooth. Some roads are bumpy. He's like, sometimes you hit a pothole, and you're like, shit, did I just bend my rim? He's like, and you'll hit a pothole in the air, and you'll look over, and you're like, there's been the wing? It's like, no, everything's fine. It's fine. It's just a bumpy road. Right. And once he told me that, I was fine. Well, these last few days have been pretty sporty. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to fly in some of these days, these past windy days here. It was it was interesting. We flew to Charlotte and back to we flew out of Somerville to Charlotte and back to Somerville, and uh, I enjoyed it. It was a good time. Yeah, I took a MD five hundred into Somerville here just a, a few days ago. It's a cool airport. Uh it's it's small. small. It's small. I've it's got in ha- that hangar right by, like whatever the. Where the bathrooms are. Yeah, yeah, the there's, FBO. Yeah, there's a hangar right there. He's in the first one. Yeah. The second one. Have you guys ever heard anybody, like, get in a scary situation and just kind of, like, kind of have, have an emotional outbreak of, that resemble maybe a, maybe a person, like, 12 years old, like, ah! Just start screaming? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I've never seen that. I mean, like, on Instagram or something. <laughs> Was it you? No. No. Oh. So that's Somebody I know. That's outside of character. Well, it was. Uh, it might have been warranted a little bit, and nobody that was there will probably ever hear this thing. But uh, yeah, one time we had a, a, a car get blown up on an ID, and they no one cared about anything. We thought they were all dead, but they weren't. And uh, our buddy got out, and the first thing he said was, "Our other buddy." He immediately no one cared about any like. It wasn't like oh they're okay. Oh, he got out of this blown up car that we thought I thought everybody was dead. It was right in front of me. And the first thing he says is, this guy, the guy's name, I'm not going to say it. He's like, he started screaming like a girl. (laughs) (laughs) That was the first comment. (laughs) He started shitting on him immediately. Yeah. After, uh, you know. Tell some people cope. And it was the best. I've heard a story of a guy. And it was the best. I mean, it made me melt. I melted away. I was like, oh, (sighs) man. Have you got insurance, dude? Because that thing's totaled. I heard a story of a guy that got blown up and he got out and he pissed his pants. <laughs> and as soon as he got out of the truck, he was like, it's not that the explosion made me piss my pants. It's because I know we're getting ready to be busy for the next two hours and I got to pee. So I just let it go. I told him Mountain Dew, man. I got to get out of yeah. here. I don't want to waste time. I know we're busy. Yeah, I know we're busy. I'm not going to run over there and take a pee. So what, what's next? <laughs> That's what I Start digging out the truck behind us. Oh, my us. God. I know yeah. we're getting a little sideways here. But it's, like, uh, it's like my buddy we're talking about. This morning, actually. And I said, you know what, dude? You got to get a good gun. Cause he's 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 a seal guy, but he's uh he's 
He focuses his energy on other things sometimes. He's the SEAL guy. Nobody believes he's a SEAL guy. I'm pretty sure no one would ever believe he's anything. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a real person. And I said, you know, you're doing some things. You better get a nice gun. You got to get a nice gun, nice tricked out gun, enough ski or something nice. Because, you know, if things happen and you have to, you know, do God's work, a civilized man making a civilized decision to take down a bad guy, and you go to court and you're on the stand and they break out the weapon used. On the perpetrator. Yeah. It's a shitty ass. It's a high point. It's a shitty M4. Iron <laughs> sights, bro. You're going to be sitting there hoping to God, just give me life. Yeah. I know my friends the are watching this. The community is going to destroy you. I know my friends are watching this and they're looking. They don't care about anything. All they're doing is staring at that AR. Yeah. Saying, dear God, this guy is a fucking no loser. <laughs> you don't have a forward grip on it? Like, like bro, it off? Yeah, bro. You're going to be sitting there just praying the judge gives you life with no parole. It's just like a base model PSA. Yeah, he's got like a base model. They're like, is this right here the weapon you use? And you're like, you'd be like, oh, God. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, yes, sir, it is. And please, I'm guilty of uh, being not a real person. That's why I carry that thing. If it ain't got a hole of sun on it, I don't want to get caught with it. That's right. But isn't that, isn't that, a, isn't that a, a concept of if you do have to be a man involved in something that is something that could go into a scenario where you have to be exposed and go back through it? I think being a good quality human being, a good quality grown man, is to have quality gear. Mm -hmm. If you go to court for defending your family, and you have a twenty-two pistol with duct tape on it, I don't care what happened. You're guilty. You're going to jail. <laughs> yeah. But if you got a, yeah, you got a, a pearl handle nineteen eleven. Yeah. That looks g'd up. And you were in snake boots. And you were in snake boots <laughs> and a cowboy hat. Yeah. You know what you are? You're badass. That guy you're, knows what he's doing. He's you're, qualified. You're a freedom fighter. Yeah. You're a civilized fighter. man in an uncivilized world That's making it. grown man decisions. I'm and put, you're innocent. I got a 22 Walther. I'm going to put duct tape on it as soon as I get <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're defending your house with anything less than a short-barreled 870, you're wrong. Yeah, yeah that's a good, that's a good thought. Yes, yes. That's a... <laughs> I'm reevaluating. You know how, like, in moments in life, your life changes? And, like, this whole time I thought a shockwave was cool. Turns out... I didn't know they made short barrel 870s, mm -hmm. but here we go. No, they make them without a stock, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it looks a like a blunderbuss. <laughs> Those are the best. Love it. <laughs> I just keep seeing it. You're, sit you're sitting there on the stand, and you're just like, oh, man, you're sweating. But then they bring out that piece of shit gun, and you're just like, oh, God. <laughs> Kill me. I get but kicked yeah. out of court for yelling at you. Contempt. So what, what, did, <laughs> Stop what, mine. what did you suggest he get? I said get a nice one. I said get a nice one. Put some put a light on there. Put a put a you know at peel. Maybe put a uh what else got uh yeah. A, a cog. Um, just get it all get it get it get it looking correct. Get it yeah. looking, address it, look at where, where it's not. Get it and when you get it, I don't care if you can shoot it or not. Don't even side it in. I don't care. Don't matter. But when you grab it and you pick it up like this, if people say, Man, that's a nice gun, that's a good gun. If you pick it up and they say, Ew. Yeah. Then you be ready for that day in court when every all eyes on you and yeah. your 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 character as a man is being judged by your weapon of choice. You may want to think about that while you're 
watching Murder, She Wrote tonight That's right. instead of getting a good gun. The one I'm getting ready to build has got a gold barrel, gold trigger, gold accents, and uh, it's like it's gaudy. And it's AK-47. No, it's, it's a Glock. I'm a, I'm a Glock guy. It's a Glock guy. That would be sick, though, if I had the, uh, the guy from the... You're like, you know what? Uh, yeah. You're the, the guy Zimbabwe who brought, guy? You're, like, you're the other guy who escaped the Taliban. Yeah. You gave it up. Like, I don't know the Muslim anymore. I, I heard there was one there. I never saw it, but I heard I heard tell of many people that said that there was a gold gun there. There's a lot of gold guns. And AKs? Gold AKs? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit, they're real the gold. The gun from Rambo. That's what it was. Yeah. Dude, now you're talking. Put a bayonet on the front of that oh, yeah. bitch. What? Now we're talking. Pull that up. Innocent. I saw one the other day that had a dildo <laughs> on the front on the bayonet. Okay. okay. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Uh, they called it the man assault. Uh, yeah, this is descending now. Yeah. This All right. Yeah, we've done an hour and 50 minutes, so. Is there anything else you think people should know? Oh yeah, a lot of stuff, but oh, I'll, yeah. I'll save them. I'll save them the headache because uh, they don't want to hear me talk about too much more. But I will tell you this: um, closing thought for sure. All these things we're talking about, transition, finding your path, finding what you're doing, it all comes back around to what I'm saying. Dig inside of yourself a little bit. Figure out trigger points. Figure out areas where there's friction, and don't avoid it some point be grown up be a grown human being address the issues you have develop become more of your true self find maturity find wisdom be a grown up stop trying to be what you think you want to be congratulations you're going to be okay Beautiful. I love it. Thank you, Josh. No worries, brother. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you learned something. If you need help, you can reach out to Josh. I'll put his phone number in the, <laughs> yeah, in the call, description. Please call me. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> He's got plenty of things to talk about. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm glad we did this, dude. I'm glad you came down, and uh, I'm excited to get some food and keep drinking without you drinking. I like watching you guys drink. I like you watching me drink. Thanks to us. Did you guys just kiss already? That was <laughs> <laughs> just a spirit kiss. Spirit kiss, yeah. Oh, I love it, man. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day.